write down everything I feel like What I don't really ever wanna feel like Anything at all Anything at all You call me when you're sipping You only came for weekends I hope I was wrong I hope I was wrong Alright, what's up Kylie? Hey Jen, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, chilling in my suburban basement, living uh, <laughs> the absolute life. You know how it is. Oh yeah, absolutely flam. You know what? You've gotta, you gotta do a little bit of time before you absolutely thrive. I guess. Yeah. No, I've just been chilling. I've been driving my sister to school when she has school once or twice a week. Working from home in the suburbs. Yeah. I've been like shopping a lot, which is not normal for me. I don't really shop all that much. I mean, yeah, you really don't. And I'm sure you ha- have you been like buying a lot of things? Or yeah, I've like- been like hauling new stuff, which Ooh. is kind of necessary. Oh my God, it's so exciting. Where have you yeah. been going to? So, you know, I like to hit up my resale stores. There's a lot of really nice like higher end resale stores in Chicago that I love. Like I always find really cute stuff. The brands I always gravitate toward at the resale stores and it's not on purpose. Like I don't try to find these brands, but it's just always what I end up liking. I really like All Saints and Rag and Bone, just like normal Mm. neutral type things. And they have a lot of really pretty like textures. Like I like their silky stuff. I like their leather. I like all of that. I like their jeans. So yeah, I do get a lot of that. And then we also have the Rosemont like outlet mall that's kind of close to my house in the suburbs. And so that has like all the high end stores, but I just go to like the Nordstrom Rack, Bloomingdale's like last call thing. The Neiman's last call closed, which I'm really sad about because I really liked their stuff. But it's funny because a lot of those stores, like technically they're outlets, but a lot of them have like stuff that's literally made specifically for the outlets yeah and I actually like like those brands a lot of times like they're pretty cute they're just like lower end but like cute stuff definitely yeah they they are I forget it's not necessarily outlet oh like factory kind of factory factory stores so yes because I I I was very big we used to live by the Banana Republic factory store oh that's a good one that's such a good one yeah yeah but a lot of the stuff they make for that are only for banana republic factory store yeah and then usually i love zara like i love zara but i think the zara stuff is really ugly right now at least at the old orchard <laughs> location you're but, so funny i, yeah, I mean, saw TikTok your tiktok about it, it. <laughs> honestly sometimes i'm a little controversial on tiktok on purpose just because i know it'll like generate comments and stuff so like i made fun of like some of the neutrals which, like, I don't hate the neutrals at all. I just, like, made fun of them for a hot second. And so many people are commenting being, like, what the f- what's wrong with you? Like, neutrals are for fall. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're saying this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, honestly, this is exactly what I wanted. Now it's on the For You page. And most of the people are agreeing with me. And you guys who aren't agreeing with me are just getting it up on the for you page anyways and I get paid per views now so literally <laughs> also it's Zara what do people care about Zara it's not like know. we're saying things that were actually would hurt like anything. I'm not yeah no and then they're like you um TikTok comments are so funny they're like wow POV someone just bought something that they love and you just ruined their confidence I'm like oh please like they can handle it <laughs> Literally, POV, you're getting all these hate comments on a TikTok about About Zara. Zara. Like, yeah, fast fashion brands, like European-based fashion brand. Whatever. What are you up to these days? 
surprise, surprise, I have been shopping too. Um, surprise, surprise. But <laughs> actually this weekend I did go to Zara and I got a jacket. Like, you know how like, like very in is like an oversized blazer? Yeah. Like just neutral. So I got one of those and I wore it. I went out to dinner on Friday with the hockey player. We went to actually this uh-huh. really fun restaurant called La Antica in Hollywood. Ooh. Yeah, it's so cool. fun. Um, it's got this really cute outdoor seating area and all these like string lights and the people there were so nice and so funny. Yeah. And they were just so friendly, so friendly to us at the restaurant. And I don't know if you've encountered this, Jen, with guys that you've gone on mm-hmm. dates with mm-hmm. or like men that you've dated, but this is like this is like a really interesting thing that I have never personally encountered. Everyone was super nice to us, especially like the Why? women. The women were really nice. They were Wait, really at the restaurant? They, yeah. They Wait, were, what? They were really nice to us and they were really like the nice. people working there? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like not I mean <laughs> You know what I'm getting at. They think he's cute? I literally think it's because not just that he's physically attractive, because, like, he definitely is. He's very tall. He's very fit, just Mm well-groomed, well-dressed, all that stuff. But he's got, like, this personality. He's got this, like, he's got this energy that he gives off. It's it's swag, but it's it's warm. It's is welcoming. he chill like, or is he friendly? He's very oh, friendly. Okay, like it's very inviting. Because I don't go out with friendly guys, as you know. <laughs> so, but so okay, so maybe yeah, then maybe not. But like, just you could just these girls were just kind of like lighting up and being. They were so nice and so Wait, friendly. Whoa! And I was literally so just like, like I, can like he like connects with women. yeah not not men either like they were still being responsive and like they were really nice to us um but definitely the women and definitely too like when they were when he was interacting with them and kind of like the way he talks to people yeah it it almost could be interpreted as flirtatious he's obviously not flirting with any of them in front of me right like and it's also I can tell when he's actually being flirtatious because it's a lot more over that but just the way he speaks to servers and stuff. So it was so interesting to just be out with someone that people are so responsive to and just light up around. And it was just a really um, interesting experience. That's so interesting. But you know what? This is what he does, though, is he ha- he makes such connections with people. And then you never know when you make a connection with so someone true. that you could connect them with another person. And that ends up so being... True something super so true helpful from a job perspective or a person so like a networking guru yeah he's a good networker just unconsciously subconsciously damn that's so interesting so that that's was funny. really interesting uh and i was like um are people usually this nice to you when you go out and he's like um yeah i guess and i was like this is weird this is weird does he go there a lot like does he spend no no no. this is the first time he's ever been to this restaurant what i and i'm not even kidding jen we walk in and he's just kind of like talking to the people and they're like oh we're gonna take we're gonna give you the best seat in the house we're gonna take you all the way back here blah blah blah. i'm like the hell what the hell i know yeah what just because he was nice i get like wait 30 minutes over there in the corner i mean I'm kidding. Not really. I know, not really. But it they should know based on my Yelp reviews. Those need to die. If anybody finds the Yelp reviews, I told my sister, I was like, if I ever get canceled, it's because of my Yelp reviews. 
from like years ago. <laughs> I used to what be, did you say? Wait, on these Yelp did reviews? I ever show you my Yelp reviews? You told me about them, but you never. Oh no! Them to me. Oh no! Oh my god! I used to be really into Yelp reviewing, and I again, I swear to God, Kylie, this is always like my content shit. I would be dramatic specifically because so many people would go and like it and comment on it. And it was like so funny to me. Oh my God. But, this was like before there was Instagram influencers. Like yeah. people were, oh my God, you're a Yelp reviewer. This is why Dave Porner should really hire me. Cause I just love like being controversial on the internet for whatever goddamn reason. Um, but no. So I used to go out to eat like, well, I still go out to eat, but I used to go out to eat like a lot especially with my uh, boyfriend at the time, we would like go to nice restaurants all the time. And um, yeah, if I had a bad experience, I would be just typing away on Yelp. And then another thing that would happen is other people would go to restaurants, like my friends and be like, Jennifer, can you review this? Like, this was so horrible. Can you like pretend like this happened to you? I'm like, sure. So I'd go, Kylie, the Yelp review I wrote for Wildfire in Glenview is oh my god it's it literally sounds like (laughs) screenplay for like a satirical like i don't even know it's horrific it needs to go i don't even know how you delete yelp reviews were you really were you i was very upset (laughs) like beyond upset you know what i'm glad you could do something about it but i was a yelp elite so i got invited to like special events where they would like give me free food and then once I got Instagram, since I was really into Yelp, um, I think that's some, how some of my, like, Instagram DMs from restaurants and things like that started coming about because, like, I would go out to eat a lot and then, like, review them and stuff. That's, I mean, that's a really good way to get into it. Yeah. Before, but now with social media, this is an even better way. So, but right. this is for all the young people out there. That don't know what it was like pre. They don't know what it was like. Yeah. If anyone ever does find my Yelp reviews now, I feel like I just plugged them. Just please don't judge me. I know I was mean about a lot of places that are actually pretty good. I would just get really upset. (laughs) Literally. And wait, Yelp like Yelp like offered me a job there. Like out of college. Well, I remember in college, like they wanted. They called me a couple times. Like I didn't. I didn't like apply. I don't even think. Um, was it a sales position? Yeah, I didn't want to do that. My, I also had a friend that did that, and I think she, like, hated her life, and I'm not, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not into sales. Like, I, that's not my thing. Sales position at Yelp. I know a couple people that worked for Yelp. She did the one in San Francisco. Maybe if I believed in the product, I'd be really good at it, actually, but, like, if I don't believe in something, I'm like, just don't do that. Like, waste of money. Don't do that. Right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Also, you don't want to do sales. That's not your... No, it's not your passion in life. No, 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 no. Sorry, I totally interrupted you and your story about your dinner and such. Oh, no, that was just my point is that he just lit everyone up and everybody was so into it. But yeah, I just, we spent the whole weekend together, just chilled. I just got back a couple hours ago um, from his place. I know. We love that. Um, Still not officially boyfriend, girlfriend, but you know. Do you think that'll come? I, I mean, I hope so. I think I, like, actually do want to, like, kind of talk to him Yeah. this week. Not an ultimatum or anything. Just a check-in. Just like, hey. That's so healthy. What are your, how are you feeling? Because we talked, so we've been hanging out for about three months now. Okay. Okay. 
that's actually relevant because I made a TikTok and most people were saying like three months is like their threshold kind of. I totally, I totally agree. I think that, so I was reading actually the comments on your TikTok. So do you want to oh, yeah. explain your TikTok maybe? Yeah. So I made a TikTok <laughs> saying that um, a couple of my guy friends, this came up because they were telling me how they were dating like multiple girls at once that they really liked. And I was like, cool. Like how often do you go out with them? Whatever. And they're like, I don't know, like once a week. I'm like with all of them. And they're like, yeah, like all of them, like two to three at once. I'm like, okay, that kind of seems like a lot. Like how long has this been going on for? <laughs> And a couple of them said, like, months, like, many months. And then I was like, wait, what the hell? Like, when are you going to cut it down? Or, like, do they know about this? Like, do they think that you're their boyfriend? And they were like, I have no clue. They kind of got, like, freaked out. I was like, have you never talked about this? And they are like, no. And then they were like, I don't know. I thought, like, six months would probably be a good time to start thinking about, like, if I would want her to be my girlfriend or not, and then all the guys were like, yeah, like, six months is, like, definitely about time when you, like, start thinking about that. I was like, who are you guys? Like, literally, who are you? These girls probably think you're their boyfriend. This is why clear communication is great. Totally. And and you just need to be talking to your the person that you're seeing and not be assuming that they're that they're not seeing other people. So even if you've been going out once a week for two months every single week, yep, you need to be confirming with these people. Like if you want to be exclusive or AKA be in a committed relationship, because I don't believe in exclusivity unless you're just being boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah, Um, which I know touches as you can see. Yeah, my yep, yep. I also think that, so I, so I, and then I saw a lot of those comments were saying about three months, you know, one mm-hmm. to three months was when a lot of girls kind of want you to start calling it. Yep. Here's the thing. I think that it's really, it's really what each party is comfortable with. So yeah. as long as, and both people are communicating. So like, let's say that you guys are hanging out a lot. Mm-hmm. So like, let me talk about me and the hockey player, for example. Yeah. So like the first month we hung out, the first okay so basically ever since i moved here we hang out all the time i see yeah. him almost every single day yeah um so we're hanging out that much after a month we yeah. kind of through a side means i did talk about this a little bit but we did talk about kind of what's going on and he is still working through a lot of things like he had an ex that he dated and lived with and was engaged to for a long time so right still working through a lot of things with that and he was like to be honest like I'm not really ready for a commitment right now it feels like a little bit too soon I was like okay you know thanks for letting me know yeah um so we haven't had a conversation since then which was yeah two months ago now but you know for me and I did tell him at the time I said you know I would probably personally I give it about six months and if you can't make a decision by then then like but here's the thing I like know him and I've gotten to know him. I really like him and I'm willing to try to like pace think go at his pace and like try to make him feel comfortable. Yeah. Because I understand what he's going through. And so I'm trying to like work with him through this. Yeah. Yeah, Um, That makes sense. And so like, again, this is just what works for me and like what works for him. And he was like, yeah, totally. Six months is a very reasonable time frame. Yeah. But guess what? We like talked about it. Like, totally. That's what I'm saying. A hundred percent. No, that's literally all you need to do. And as I've said before, I'm a little more like aggressive if I like somebody, which, you know, doesn't happen very often as we all know. But that's why I am usually really, really clear, which my guy friends were like, that's literally a dream to have the girl bring it up first. 
which is also funny. Like, they're like, I, why would they, why is it a dream for the girl to bring it up first? The most, like, common thing that they told me, this is from, like, multiple different groups of guys, is that, like, they just hate bringing this stuff up. And also, what I think is literally at the root of this is, like, a lot of them are scared of being rejected. So they want to be in a committed relationship? Um, Not all of them, but some of them do. And so, like, when I'm talking about this, I'm not talking about, like, a a bunch of months down like I usually bring it up right away like don't waste my time so what do you say like when me what is going through your head what do you want out of the conversation and what do you say I just want to make sure that I'm not being led on by somebody who is unavailable for a relationship I think that's totally fair so I will say like you want to do whatever if you want to be whoever that's so fine you do you but like you need to tell me because like that's not what I'm wanting at all and then like I'll usually ask them like if that like about like their dating history a little bit and such um and then I'll kind of just say like yeah I had a really long-term relationship like I'm kind of more like a long-term relationship person and like if I date somebody it's because I like really like them not just because I'm like kind of into it does that make sense yeah totally so So I just kind of like describe mm -hmm. what is your expectation for like when you have this conversation are you expecting to i'm expecting them to at least say that they are like emotionally available and that they're not gonna be a fuck boy and like lead me on type deal if they have no intention of relationship got it so you're not necessarily like we need to define the relationship as boy no 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 no, 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 it's just like nope but i do think i have learned from other past things and i don't think i would let it go on as long as um i have let it gone on in the past but I do say right away that, like, I'm not, like, I'm not really, like, that casual. Oh, and I think that this is super important because if you don't communicate your needs up front, they can't read your mind. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And um, the other thing I want to say is a couple more insights from my guy friends. This one girl told one of my guy friends that she was not interested in a relationship, but this is, like, super early on. This is, like, literally week one when they met pretty much and like before they had gone out or developed feelings whatever and they've been going out for like months now and he's so pissed and he's like I can't believe she doesn't want a relationship blah 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 and I'm like dude she literally said that like week one of meeting you and she's still going out with you like why don't you just bring it up again and he's like no that's so embarrassing like blah 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 like I'm still hanging out with her because I like her but she's probably going out on dates with other guys and like trying to find somebody else I'm like just bring it up so I think uh, sometimes I think guys and girls are just bad at like communicating or if something changes obviously you should like communicate it too you know definitely I think that I think that the onus of communication is on both parties and I think that especially if you're trying like your friend for example that is trying to be in a committed relationship yeah you cannot be afraid or embarrassed to bring up things you want to talk about if you're no. especially if you're trying to be in a relationship with this person. Um, also, sorry, I look kind of funny. I'm like drawing right now. Um, yeah, you look. Oh, you always look hilarious, though. So I agree. Just talking about it can go a long way. Wow, we got a little sidetracked there. Yeah, we but got a little sidetracked. It's fine because this fine. week's topic yeah. is this is so questions. fun. Yeah, we're just doing a questions roundup because Kylie and I both got a good amount of questions this week, and they're pretty like episode worthy I think just I think that we can I mean especially between me and you and the way we like to talk we can definitely so true true. with answers to some pressing questions pressing do you want to go first 
Um, why don't you go first? Okay, I'll go first. So these are mostly via TikTok DM. And some of these I've gotten multiple times. So I will, a common one that I got was, again, I made a TikTok about working in PR and kind of making fun of PR people being bitchy to each other. Mm-hmm. For anybody who doesn't know, I, I work in PR and I've like, I mean, I've only been graduated for like two, what, two years now? Yeah. But I've been doing internships since college started. So since freshman year and it's all been PR stuff. So I consider myself to be quite familiar. Like what? That's like six years total. Mm-hmm. And I knew like senior year of high school. So I even did a little internship then. So it's like seven years. So it's kind of a long time. But I had a bunch of college-aged people, mostly girls, DM me and say, blah, 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 I'm majoring in public relations, but now I'm kind of worried if I should switch. Do you hate it? Like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so long story short, I do like my actual job, but the problem, as many people who know me know, that uh, PR does not pay very well, especially for entry level as you work your way up and you start going into like more senior level, like communications or marketing roles um, or PR roles, you can like obviously make a good healthy salary off of that. However, entry level is kind of like, I swear to God, it's like slave work, especially at the agencies. You pretty much have to be an intern if you want to work at an agency first as an entry level person. There's no really like hiring just entry level. You have to be an intern and Mm -hmm. the internship is like not guaranteed a job. They hire way too many interns because they don't pay them well. They kind of have this like incentive of like you're chasing to get the job, which is kind of fucked up. So everyone's like competing against each other. (sighs) You get really good experience for sure, especially if you're at a good agency, but they kind of like pretend the whole time as if there's room to hire based on performance but that's not true there's room to hire based on budget so if they hire too many interns and they don't have the budget to hire all of them they will not hire you if you get thrown on some accounts that sorry this is like so boring to people who don't work in PR but I've gotten this question a lot so whatever if you get put on accounts that have smaller budgets a lot of times they'll make this sound like a great opportunity and it is a great opportunity because you'll do a lot of work. Sometimes you'll even do all of the work if you're put on an account with a smaller budget because the client's not as big. However, the that account will not have the budget to hire you. So at the end, you're probably not going to get hired. So my advice would be to work on the bigger accounts, even if they're having you do literal slave bitch work, because at the end of the day, those ones probably have the budget to hire you. Do you get and- to pick your work that you go on as an intern? So no, especially not right away, but after a while you can start communicating. Like, for example, I worked at an agency that had, um, they, I was on like the consumer team. So I handled some like events stuff and blah, blah, blah for like consumer brands that I literally didn't give a crap about. And I really wanted to work for the bank. So like one of our clients was like Goldman Sachs with like a couple more. And that was like a whole different practice though. So I kept asking them if they could please switch me. And they kept saying no, because like that's not what I was hired to do. And so then I just started like saying I'll do it like kind of for free or on the side, whatever. And so then they let me do it. And then they let me switch because I kind of like gotten in with them, I guess. But again, it was like literally slave work. It's, it can definitely be toxic. Um, everyone's young for the most part. People are pretty attractive. Everyone's kind of outgoing. 
Um, people definitely like drink a lot of agencies, like hook up with their coworkers, that whole thing. It should definitely be a reality series. However, I do like the job. It's fun. You get to work with cool brands. You get to work with like celebrities and influencers sometimes. I love writing, so I get to write a lot. It's a lot of like just figuring stuff out. Every day is different. So if it's something that you really like doing, I would go into it. And like, as long as you put in your years, you'll be fine. But starting out, it can really, really suck. And it does not pay well. So keep that in mind. Doesn't pay well. It's not like Samantha and Sex in the City. She, she does well. <laughs> I don't know what, she, I don't know what. She, she owns her own. She owned PR her firm. own place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you own your own PR firm, then you're probably doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, so yeah, I would still recommend it. I still do like it, but at a certain point you got to get out of like the agency slave rotation. So what do you do after working at an agency? So then you can go in-house and that's when you start getting paid more. Um, so for example, if I were working at an agency and my client was Goldman Sachs, I'm working at the agency and the agency is paying me, not Goldman really, but Goldman's paying the agency. So that's like where the budget comes in. But then if I want to leave, then I can interview at like Chase, Goldman, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, wherever who have, you know, big budgets and be like, look, I did like all of the work for you guys for xxx at the agency i can do it for you guys here and then a lot of times it's actually just a lot cheaper to hire like an upper level comms person or pr person than hiring an agency so you can like negotiate a pretty high salary because you'll be doing pretty much all the work that they would be hiring an agency for for a lot like those big brands will have an agency and like upper level people, but you can get paid a lot more from going in-house. And do you think that in-house, do you think there's a better culture? Cause you've mentioned kind of like a lot of like attractive, mm-hmm. potentially catty people at agencies. Depends what you like. Like I kind of like the like attractive, young, catty, like stressful culture to the some extent. The way you describe it is not appealing. <laughs> I know. I know. But it's like, it's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I worked What's at the, the agency, thing? my work days felt like this is not a joke. It literally felt like it flew by in like two hours, but I would have to take like cry breaks, walk, cry. I had so many friends my age. Um, I was so stressed, but I got to work on so many accounts and I was always like crying and staying till like 9 PM, but somehow days were still like, it felt like two hours. Cause like it's somehow it's fun. I don't know how to explain it. And you get really skinny <laughs> because you're so stressed. Yeah. Cause you don't eat. Oh my God. What? Okay. (laughs) So then you go in house and then everything's really boring. It's definitely a better quality of life. That's for sure. And you make more money, but like as a young person, especially if you're trying to make friends in a city or something, if you move somewhere new an agency is a great way to do that because everyone there is your age. You're so funny. You're so funny. Yeah. If you can like handle stress or embrace it somehow, or, um, I don't know, contribute to it, then Oh my God. Go for it. But you can't get a good, uh, you cannot get a good in-house position without working at the agency. So that's like specific to me and like that industry. Um, But I do think there's like something to be said for, you know, uh, like toxic workplace. Like you got to like keep yourself in check because once I left the agency, like technically I'm at an agency right now, but it's not a PR agency. 
Um, so I still work with multiple clients. I'm, it's, it's hard to explain. I can't really explain it. But once I left the PR agency lifestyle, I was far less stressed, far less stressed, like shockingly less stressed. But the job isn't as exciting. But sure. I think just like overall, if it, it just depends. It depends on the person. Like as long as you can handle it personality-wise. Sounds like it really depends on what you want. And yeah. if you grind really hard, if yeah. you come out on top, like you know you're the type of person that thrives on that. The other thing is like PR people are so annoying and they like take into account like um, big names. So like if you can intern or just like work at one of the really good agencies early on and get it out of the way, then you can go to other places and be like, I started at Edelman's the one I made fun of Edelman and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And then everyone's like, Oh my gosh, Edelman. I worked there like, Oh wow. And then they're like, that's so hard. It's almost like when you go to like an Ivy league school and everyone like respects you more because they know how hard it was or whatever. So it yeah. can be worth it for sure. Um, it, <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, this sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, you're it like, is kind of horrible. Yeah, especially the part where you're like, yeah, I needed to take cry breaks. Yeah, I took cry that. breaks all the time. Definitely um, all the time. That doesn't, that does not make me, that does not sound appealing. Why would anyone want that? Um, or like, I used to get emails in all caps in red in like size 24 font being like, where is this? Blah, blah, blah. From like coworkers that I worked with. And then we'd go and like eat lunch like two hours later and everyone's fine. Like that's so, literally how you can get treated sometimes. So it's like, you're kind of also saying don't take these things personally. No, you develop really thick skin. Um, and honestly, like you just have to understand that the culture is kind of immature. It's not the most professional a lot of times and that's just how it is. But the work you do is a lot harder and it's a lot more stressful and your clients are going to, if you work at a good one, be really big names. So that's good for you for the future. When, AKA when you leave, Leave. when you leave, it's kind of like how investment bankers have to put in their two years or so before they become an analyst at like a big bank a lot of times you know like it sucks yeah it it definitely it sucks yeah it definitely doesn't sound great you're not making it sound appealing um but this is actually a good this is actually a good segue into one of my questions because Mm -hmm. one of my questions that i got was I was wondering how you landed your consulting job right out of college. If so, how did you, how did you do internships? How were you able to get two majors for in four years of college? I'm sorry. There are a lot of questions. I'm really interested in becoming an engineer. I love that. And also recommend doing anything when you're in high school. So um, cute. she's so young. I know, but you know what? Honestly, we love that. Good. If you are so listening good. and you're in college, don't worry. But if you're listening and you're in high school, this is a really this is a really good time because Agreed. there's some things you can do to prepare yourself in high school to make your college experience better. Yep. The first thing that I would really recommend is taking like participating in clubs and doing activities that are super that are related to what you kind of are interested in doing so if it's engineering that's going to be a lot of like math and science electives yeah also not even just math and science like take as many ap classes as you can true and if you can get credits for those and go to a university that takes those credits yeah so like one of her questions was how did you get 
two degrees in four years. And for the record, uh, I got two degrees and a minor in four years. Oh, damn. And, but I came into school with 40 some odd credit Holy hours. Shit. Yes. Wait, what? Yeah. So 40 credit hours for those who aren't in college and maybe go to different schools, but 40 credit hours at University of Illinois is like more than a year's worth of credit. That's like 15 nuts. A semester. Yeah. I mean, but that's because I took a shit ton of AP classes um, in high school and really busted my balls about it. Wow. Um, so when I came to college, awesome. I had a ton of free time in my schedule because I had taken all the gen ed classes. I, I didn't have to take any electives or anything like that. Um, and also the way that I stacked my major was that my like gen eds that I didn't cover were covered by my history major, but then my history gen eds that weren't covered were covered by my engineering major. Cause they're so opposite that the mm -hmm. other classes were like the gen eds that were required. But yeah, like, so basically in high school, I took a ton of AP classes and I wish I had done more kind of like clubs and stuff, but you know, do clubs that interest you and would really then set you up for getting into a good college. And then I, I do have one very specific piece of advice for applying to colleges mm -hmm. that I don't think people really think about. Mm -hmm. So when you're applying to colleges, think about where the college is and like where you want to live after college. Yep. That's Unless you're such doing a good piece of advice. That's a really good piece of advice. Totally. Yeah. So like, I don't know about you, but like at my school, University of Illinois was kind of like it was like not like that this, cool. Yeah, it was not cool. It was yeah, like it's common. Generic, like state school and like it's actually yep. a good state school, but like it was kind of basic yeah. and like everybody. And it's wanted actually to hard. To, it's it's especially hard to get into from Illinois, and it's especially hard to get into from Cook County. Really? Like it's actually really hard for like people in our area to get in. Yeah. How interesting. I didn't, like, I mean, it didn't feel like that in in high school, but we went to yeah. good high. Like I went to a good public high school. You went to obviously a good pr private high school, but yeah. Um, no, like for us, one of my friends got waitlisted. He had a 32 ACT and really good grades. And then my ex-boyfriend, he had like a 33 or 32 ACT and perfect GPA and didn't get into the business school right away. Oh, did he, did he have to transfer in or something? Yeah. He transferred in after freshman year. And oh then a bunch God. of people from other, um, you know, if you're from like, I don't know, like Peoria or like one of those other random areas in Illinois. Um, it's a lot easier to get in just because there's so many people from Cook County, which is where Chicago is applying to U of I. Like they don't want to take only Chicago people. How interesting. What, yeah. Even though it feels like that when you get to Illinois, right? mostly yeah. Chicago people. Yeah. But here's what I will say though. So a lot of kids from my school that got into Illinois, but also got into schools like University of Wisconsin-Madison yep. or University of Michigan, which are considered quote, Better better schools not for engineering though no not for engineering but <laughs> but you know what I mean like totally you, so like those are still public state schools but they yep. were like considered better people went there but guess what when they graduated yep. a lot of my friends had really tough time finding jobs back in Chicago because that's yep. where they wanted to end up and University of Illinois has the best connection so many people. in Chicago it's psychotic and even if you're in like Greek life like the Greek network is so large from university of illinois too and like there's so many people in chicago like i would literally just dm people and be like hey like i like i see you were in alpha chi omega like 10 years ago and they'd be like oh my god hi from u of i um but no agreed like everybody's in chicago 
Yeah. So, I mean, but this is kind of like, if let's say you really want to live in like New York city, then like probably go to an East coast school. Like don't go to a Midwest big 10 school. Like that's not going to help you. But also if you want to send, and then like, you know, obviously West coast or things like that. You want to go to a school that has a strong network where you want to end up. Exactly. I have a lot of friends who went to, because I went to like private high school. I have a lot of friends that were deciding between places like Villanova and U of I. And like, obviously Villanova is the more prestigious choice. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of them would go to Villanova, a couple would go to U of I. But if you wanted to end up back in Chicago, and this is what everybody realized later on, it's like, holy shit, like going to U of I is so much better for the job market than going to like Villanova are like one of those random East Coast schools if you want to come back. Totally. And people don't realize that because they just think, oh, going to a prestigious school, I can get a job anywhere. Yeah. No, exactly. Not yeah. necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then as far so that's kind of like as far as getting if you want to get multiple majors plus like a minor or yeah. other things in college, definitely take AP classes. Yep. Um, and try to maximize your time in high school. And then as far as internships, and it sounds like you've got a lot of internships too. There's um, career fairs that your school has and also cold calling people via LinkedIn through any kind of connection you have. So it sounds like you were talking about that, right? With your, like, oh, you were in Alpha Chi 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. I'm in Um, now. I have some advice for high schoolers and I literally hated it when my dad made me do this but he used to make me do it in high school and as like a comms person this was so helpful but my dad used to make me and it was literally torture like I I, I'm not kidding I used to do this and then go sit in the car after and cry and call my mom and be like dad is evil like what is wrong with him why is he making me do this he used to set me up to have informational interviews with like friends of friends random adults that I did not know, okay, <laughs> usually very high-level people, uh, when I was, like, 16, 17, and he would make me set it up with them and then um, come up with, like, questions and go in by myself and um, talk to them in their office about their job. I literally drove to, like, Bumblefuck, Illinois one time to do this. That lady was so nice. Then I drove to, like, some other place to do this one time. This one lady was such a bitch to me. All these places downtown, my dad would be like, I told so-and-so that you're really interested, and they're going to email you to set up, like, a chat, or, like, you're going to email them. And I was like, what the fuck, dad? However, (laughs) this definitely helped me develop my networking skills and my interview skills. Because at like a very young age, I had to like kind of just even just like becoming accustomed with like adults who like have offices is useful in some sense. And especially for like the comms field, it's pretty much all networking. Like they don't really care even about your major, they don't really care about your GPA. Like they do care about like activities or anything special you have or anything like that, but it's pretty much all networking. So yeah, this was absolutely torture. But if you want to do that, I definitely think it like put me ahead because then when I was in college trying to get a job, like I had no problem emailing people, just asking them, like even with interviews, like I had no problem talking to like, you know, upper level people going Which into the so offices. Which is so important. Yeah, even, like, learning how to navigate these, like, corporate buildings can be weird to wear, what people wear in the offices and stuff like that, like, office tours, just, 
it was so god like it was ungodly horrible but it did really really help me with like my networking skills and stuff like that you can do that if you want to like torture yourself but also but also for yourself yeah help yourself yeah exactly so thanks dad appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure he's glad that you appreciate it (laughs) yeah i appreciate it now at the time i was like why did you tell your friend i want to talk to them i really don't (laughs) (laughs) back to you more questions questions yeah oh yeah i got some questions hell yeah oh my god i'm gonna read this but it's gonna be so long this is a long ass question no read it can you help me needing some advice there's a guy i'm super into but we've only been talking a little over a month we're not dating but we have had a combo about status and we've both agreed we don't know how we feel about it i'm graduating college soon so we don't know how we feel about doing distance anyways he saw another guy texted me yesterday and got mad about it since it was just before he took me home i didn't really realize he had seen it but i sensed something was off i decided to just give him his space because i don't really know my this is so funny i'm getting a novel (laughs) boundaries i love it he texted me that he was upset about it um and that he thought i would have reached out to him by then i usually have a lot of guys in my messages especially after a weekend when I'm more active on social media. How do I talk to him about this? Again, he's not my boyfriend. I also asked him about a girl. He had been texting when he assured me it was nothing. I left it at that. SOS. Okay. So it sounds like this girl has a classic case of a guy who's not her boyfriend is being overbearing and he needs to fuck off. Yeah. If he's not your boyfriend, he can't get mad. Yeah. He will get mad. He will get mad. But like, this is a problem I have. Kylie knows there's like really nothing I hate more than like just men who think they control women and whatever it's just like one of those things like i feel like guys for whatever reason even if they're not your boyfriend have like this sense of like you're theirs or whatever it is like ownership over you but it's like unless there's a label and you guys have talked about it he definitely can't get mad at you like he can go get mad at the other guy if he wants but like he can't get mad at you, especially if you didn't actively reach out to this guy, you know, um, is my take. I think that the first thing they need to do is figure out what, like, what she needs to figure out what she wants. Yeah. As far as moving forward. I'm not going to pretend to read this guy's mind, but it also seems like she's not really willing to fully commit. And guys can True. have such sensitive egos and he might not be willing to be like, yeah, I really like you because he can so sense true. that she's not willing to fully commit. Yeah, she needs to figure out what she wants and communicate this very clearly to him, at which point then we can decide what happens moving forward, right? Like, yeah, if you decide that you're not going to be anything official, like, you know, whatever, ride out the rest of the school year, kind of you can see each other long distance, casually, whatever, blah, 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 then do it up with the guys in the dms who cares? You can't get mad. But if you decide to be official, then obviously, like, you can't you got to shut down those right in the DMS or just not respond, you know? Right. Totally. No, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know which one of them doesn't want to commit or if it's both of them, but I just think if you're not committed to somebody, then like you really can't get mad about that stuff. That's it's hard not to, it's hard. Like, trust me, I'm like really jealous person. So like I get mad about stuff like that probably, but. And if you find yourself getting to the point where, you are jealous and the other or the other person is jealous then you guys really need to reassess what's going on um true and communicate it because like even if you are feeling jealous and technically quote 
you aren't allowed to be jealous because of what the relationship was defined as. Like you can't help your feelings. And so That's the so only, true. only way that you're going to get through this is if you communicate this with your partner Yeah, and either you can, you, you know, you guys can work something out or maybe you have to move on just for your own sake, you know? Right. That's so true. Yeah, that's true. I think I forget that sometimes. It's like, even if people aren't like allowed to feel something, like they still can. And it's better to talk about it than to like, just say it's not allowed or whatever. That reminds me so much of when I was seeing this therapist in high school and I just kept getting so frustrated because I would explain the situation and people's feelings about like other people's feelings getting mm-hmm. mad at me or something I'm like they're just wrong like they're so they, they are like they are in the wrong as far yeah. as what either factually happened I'm like I just don't understand why they feel like that because clearly look at what happened and like they're just clearly wrong and my therapist yeah. kept saying like I mean people are entitled to their feelings like they're allowed to feel so true they want but obviously if you're in the confines of a semi-relationship whatever you guys have going on you need to feel like you can communicate with your partner. So true. So true. Yeah. Agreed. Social media is rough. Like girls get so many DMS on social media. Yeah. And you know, 99% of the time, like you're not responding to anyone. Another question that kind of goes back to DMS and my TikTok. So this is another funny update. Call her daddy post reposted my TikTok I made about blocking people. (laughs) That Uh was so funny. But yeah, I, I basically had this whole big block list that I didn't even realize how big it was um, until I made that video. But anyways, a bunch of people were asking me what those people did to get blocked. They're like, are these all of your ex-boyfriends? Like, clearly not. Like, I don't have like 200 ex-boyfriends. No. For the most part, the people I blocked just send me creepy DMs. Right. For the most part. Pretty much anytime somebody sends me a creepy DM. I just press block if I feel like it's especially creepy. If they just say something like, hello, gorgeous, I'm not going to block you. But if they say something creepy, like, if it's, like, a creepy-looking old dude being, like, oh, like, oh, my God, I got one. I'm blocking him. He goes, (laughs) wait, he? Well, I know I posted that we stayed at your place in Vail, but he Uh said the exact address of the place. And when I was there and asked me, like, how I liked it when I was there and if I would consider going with him sometime and he's getting blocked immediately. <laughs> yeah, that gets, that's definitely creepy. That's getting a block. Um, as far as safety goes. Exactly. If I feel threatened, I will block and it's unfortunate, but a lot of times I do feel kind of creeped out or another common one that girls get is like, hi, can I use your picture for something? Do you ever get that? No. Oh, what? I get that a lot. Like a lot. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I block. Picture for what, though? I don't know. That's just, like, what they say. I almost wonder if it's, like, a scam type thing. They're like, can I use your picture for something? I've gotten that DM so many times. Like, that exact DM. Really creepy. I have no idea. I literally, I don't know. Guys are just so creepy in the DMs. And then girls who get blocked, um, usually it's just pyramid scheme people that it won't leave me alone. Then I'll end up blocking them at some point. If they won't leave me alone. We we do not stand the pyramid schemes. If you are a creepy looking person, i.e. I don't know you and you're a dude, um, and you like, like, I think it's fine to like, like, two or three pictures to get someone's attention. Or I've said, like, a celebrity before, maybe, like, five to get someone's attention. Right. But 
if you go through and like like 50 of my pictures in a row, I will block you. <laughs> Which has also happened before. Like that's you know, creepy. Yeah, that's the thing. That that's is really creepy. Yeah, so no, I actually don't even really block like exes. Like I don't uh, in terms of like real ex-boyfriends, like I've never blocked an ex-boyfriend ever on social media. I feel like for the most part as long as I can tolerate seeing their content which boys typically aren't even that active on social media, I I don't care. Like I'll keep them. For the most part the block list is just creepers for anybody who is wondering. Yeah, just once in a while I'll just block someone just who knows why. <laughs> um so yeah. block list is good for staying safe or just yeah, exactly. random creepers it, that are just random creepers weird. or if there's somebody, you know, here's another thing I want to bring up I definitely have been blocked before by people that like like I've been blocked before I think by like okay I've been blocked before I've, I don't know if I've For ever sure. been blocked before I'm sure I've been, I've been before. blocked before too yeah I seriously like if someone wants to block me I'm like literally no problem I don't know why you want to block me but like no problem it's probably because either a you're stalking me and you don't want to stalk me anymore for whatever reason let's say hypothetically if someone were dating someone I dated some something like that not just me but like right. anybody if mm-hmm. you want to block me totally fine or if something I posted like upset you I, I don't know fine block me if you don't want to see my stuff block me like I I don't think blocking somebody is petty I think it's just like that person does not want you in their life and that's just that you know that's fine if it were, like, a friend, then I'd be like, what? Yeah, you're kind of like, oh, what's going on? As yeah. As blocking goes. Yeah, but, no, I'm fine with people blocking me if they don't want to see my stuff. That's totally fine. <laughs> we uh-huh. totally digressed from the initiative. Yeah, we digressed. Yeah. This actually is kind of good because this ties into, it's a similar question, but slightly different, um, a question that I got, too, about dating and relationships so this one girl says this is also long she says she's a big fan of the podcast and has binged every episode thank you we love you she also says that she used to be a big caller daddy fan but finds that we are more relatable omg wow well probably honestly since we're not like you know getting flown out every five seconds yeah <laughs> this is, this um, is potentially just why. serious committed relationships really. and i'm kind of a loser shut <laughs> up i'm kidding TikTok famous um okay so i need some advice because i feel like most of the advice i have been given is biased i've been in a relationship with my boyfriend for six months now i love him and he treats me the best i've ever been treated Aww. There was a guy before him that I never got closure with because he started dating another girl who he told me was his cousin. No. Yeah. I love my boyfriend. This connection with this other guy is so much stronger and I can't help the way I feel about him. I wish I could forget it. He recently reached out and said he missed talking to me. Fuck. But he still has a girlfriend. No. I also can't imagine breaking up with my boyfriend because he is all the things I wish the other guy was. I really need some advice on what I should do. I apologize for this being so long, but there are so many layers to this. Thank you for your time. And then I asked her what the ages of everyone is, and she said that she's 21, her boyfriend's 22, and the other guy is 24. Okay. 
So, I, I mean, I think that ages are important for context. Like, are you in high school? 100%. Are you in college? 100%. Are you, like, a young totally. adult? So, it sounds like they're all kind of, like, late college young adult. Wait, so the the other boy is 24? Is 24. Her boyfriend's oh. 22, and she's 21. Okay. So, what do you – I heard you making sounds. What is your opinion? I think it sounds like classic case of a guy who has commitment issues, who you – love it sucks it's one of those things it's like i forget what the exact saying is but it's like sometimes you have to remember what you deserve not just what you want you know yeah like if this guy is acting like a piece of trash and he still has a girlfriend and he's doing this to you and he kind of left you before like I totally get having strong feelings for somebody who's not treating you well. You know what I mean? Especially Mm -hmm. if you didn't get closure from them. I feel like there's a part of you that like, if you put somebody like so much into it and you don't get any closure, it's kind of like, well, what if, what if, what if, or like, you know, if you don't like ride things out fully, it's always kind of like a, what if, and you're kind of like almost glorifying the person in your head slash like maybe even a little obsessed with them. But it sounds like this guy clearly is just not somebody that this girl deserves. And it sounds like, or he doesn't deserve her. And it sounds like her new boyfriend, it might not be the same like passion that you have, but sometimes that passion is driven by anxiety. And also um, something that older people have told me is that like the healthiest relationships are and the best relationships are the ones that are consistent, not necessarily the ones with super strong feelings. So it's like when you're older, you want your husband to like be consistent and come home and like not cheat on you and like just be like a good guy because like those strong feelings will not be there forever. So like you can't have a piece of trash. Definitely. Um, I agree with everything you're saying and, but here's the one thing that like really kind of, for me, like kind of throws me from giving like a very definitive piece of advice is her ages. Like she is so young. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that it's like marriage forever type deal I don't know I don't know maybe for some people it might be like for some people you might like marry the guy that you met at 20 or you've been dating you're dating at 21 yeah but I do think to your point about not having super strong feelings forever which is so true like you have to work at a relationship especially like a marriage that you're in for a long time and it's not always going to be passion it's not always going to be fireworks and exciting yeah but this is kind of why it's important, I feel like, personally, when you're young to, like, really date people. And, like, yeah. I'm not saying date, go leave your boyfriend for this other guy. Yeah. But if you're not, like, feeling super excited with your boyfriend and you also don't think that this is the person you want to be with for the rest of your life, then, like, you should be out there, like, dating and, like, feeling excitement and, like, meeting people and, like, getting – to know your opinion on things and like getting to know what you like and what you dislike and what you really want out of a partner. Totally. Um, so that, so, that 
is like if it depends on like how she feels really on the inside is so my true advice is like if you're like if you're kind of like this is so ex- if this excitement is really driving you and i do agree like it can come from anxiety it can come from like not necessarily the most healthy place but like if you're also kind of really bored in your relationship and you're only 21 that's so true like girl live your life that's so true. Also, I can kind of relate because I feel like um, there was a time when I was not very happy in my relationship, even though it was, quote, healthy. It was like I wasn't getting the attention that I wanted and not like I needed a lot of attention. It's just like the type of attention, like the love styles and stuff like that or love whatever those things are called. Yeah, yeah love languages, um, just like the amount of time he was able to spend with me or lack of um and also the fact that like it was a little I mean I don't want to get into it too much but I can I can definitely like empathize with getting um like complacent and feeling like you're missing something and honestly like maybe she's in too much of a mature of a relationship for like what her age is like you were saying or like what like what she wants in life you know like at this very second the only thing is oh sorry no I was just gonna say like I don't know about you but like personally right now I like I'm really glad that I am not still with the person I was dating at 21 or even like yeah 21 22 because I wouldn't have been able to like be independent move across the country with Mm -hmm. those strings attached like I had some life lessons to learn that's for sure you know and I think I did slash I do too like I think that there's a lot for me to learn and like even just with the hockey player whether you know even though it's not an official boyfriend girlfriend relationship or whatever you want to call it like there's a lot like there's a lot of really interesting I'm learning about myself about what I like about what I don't like um in people and what like a mature relationship is all about you know, yeah. just being with different people. So I think like kind of figuring yourself out, figuring out what you like and what gets you going true. in a healthy way. We're not talking and about in a toxic way. True. Also this might, and this is kind of what I realized, this might not be about him. This might be about her. Like she might just want to be single and like not be in her relationship anymore. Which Oof. you know what is fine, especially totally fine. one totally you no know, there's a lot more at stake when you're 45 and you have 2.5 children and right. you're you know now all of a sudden you're like i'm not happy i'm i'm fit i didn't figure myself out and yep. that's what they call a midlife crisis when all the 100 like motorcycles and shit 100 percent. the other thing i want to say is and this is why I actually, unpopular opinion, sometimes I have, and it depends on the type, and it depends on the person, and it depends on the situation, sometimes I have sympathy for people who have cheated because sometimes they, and just disclaimer, I have never cheated, so I'm not saying this as in like a, oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've never cheated, but like, I definitely have sympathy for people who have cheated because sometimes you're just like not in the right relationship or that person's like not giving you what you want and like if somebody else is potentially going to give you what you want and then you make a mistake like it doesn't make you an evil person however it can be a slippery slope if you're thinking about somebody else all the time and more interested in them than your boyfriend the last thing you want to do is cheat on them 
Like you don't right. want, you do not want to cheat we, on them. We want to try to, so like, it sounds like if she continues on her current trajectory, like she could potentially cheat on it him. It could be an, like, yeah, I could potentially like it would mistakenly, not mistakenly, but like she could end up cheating on him. And so I think what she really needs to figure out is like, does she want to be in her relationship anymore and like work it out? Or does she want to leave it? Because you don't want to end up cheating on him. But if you did, I'm not, like, saying you're evil. Just try to avoid that. <laughs> Definitely. I think that this is kind of what comes it comes down to is, like, figuring out what you want. There's, like, a big sister in me. I'm kind of like, girly, you are so young. You totally. are 21. You should be able to kind of live your life a little bit. Totally. And, and you know what? If this is the guy for her, it will all work out eventually. Sometimes yes. you have life lessons to learn. It will. And so if it is, yeah. and if it is the person that you want to be with, then you need to work through your feelings and try to reconcile those without yeah. hurting anyone, you know? Exactly. Hashtag don't cheat on him, but definitely hashtag block him. <laughs> block the other guy. Block, yeah, just block block everybody. The last thing I want to say is I am getting a lot of DMs about sending your number to celebrities and how well it works. So take that, Dave Portnoy. <laughs> oh, oh, like people are saying it worked really well for them? Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm people are like, I can't believe this. Or the liking multiple Instagram pictures at once. All these girls DM'd me being like, holy shit, like, I've been trying to slide into so-and-so's DMs forever, and all I did was went and liked, like, five of his pictures, and he DM'd me. I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So happy for all these people out so there. So happy for yes. you guys. I'm glad you're Girl, exploring. go get that. Go get it. Go yeah. get that celeb. Yeah, go get it. So I just want to say that um, it does work. It won't work for everybody. A couple of people DM'd me being like, so Harry Styles didn't DM me back. I'm like, I'm not surprised. Really? Harry Styles didn't DM you? Why not? I am not surprised. Um, Pete Davidson doesn't DM me back either, so I can't figure him out. My plan of action at one point was to literally, Kylie, one, at one point, I wanted to date him so badly. I was like, maybe I should look into jobs at SNL. Like, what can I do for SNL so that I can meet Pete? Oh, Because if I even have a shot with Pete. But I was like, coming up in my head, I'm like, how can I land this one? Oh my, I can't believe you're obsessed with Pete Davidson, of He's all people. so fucking hot. You know what? It's fine, because I think Machine Gun Kelly is so <laughs> oh, fucking hot. They're like BFFs, too. I, love I know. Oh, Jen, perfect. Me and you. Yeah, Let's perfect. I, all perfect. I have to do is kill Megan Fox. Right. It should be no problem, honestly. No problem. Like, like I mean, taking her who man. wants Megan Fox when they can have me? Yeah. Let's be real. Go get your <laughs> man, Kylie. Go. Okay, well, I think that is it. Oh, no more questions? Nope. That's it. Uh, but as always, please DM us your questions. Clearly, yes. I'm getting a little bit better about checking. I love this little question episode. Yeah, that was fun. That was super fun. Yes. John Ray Urament, our friend, <laughs> didn't he send us questions before or something kind of random? Um, I think he was just sending us some feedback. like, he really liked this, he really liked that. I also uh, we got, I got feedback from. Um, I don't know, our friend Brittany, if she texted you too, but she said that she oh, really yes. loved the therapy episode. Yes, I love that. Yeah, definitely always send us your feedback and stuff and questions, of course. And as always, shout out to my dad, who's shout out the most loyal of fans. That is like the sweetest thing ever. I love that. That's so cute. 
I will talk to you soon. I'm going to go yeah. eat dinner. I'm so hungry. Oh my God. Go eat dinner, but I'm going to go eat dinner. At, and text you know, before Darwin. you go eat dinner, please everyone don't forget to subscribe. Give us a rating and review yes. on Apple podcasts and yes. you know, rate us on Spotify. Subscribe. Follow us on the gram. Comment mean things on my TikToks. Yeah. Kai Kai Whatever Vic, you want to do. E. Ree. Jen Eri. Yeah. Perfect. On both TikTok and Instagram. Lovely. And we will talk to you guys. Yes. Soon. Talk to you soon. Have a great dinner, Jen. Thank you so much. I hope I was wrong. I hope I was wrong. Write down everything I feel like. Well, I don't really ever want to feel like.